0: You have to see what it is that the patient needs and wants and how I can do that for them with with many things in mind, like budget, like how many appointments, how many visits, how much time is it going to take? It's a lot of back and forth, but honestly, it just comes down to listening to someone and, and seeing where they're coming from and what I can do to help. From the cubicle to the lab,
1: the studio to the war room, climbing the corporate ladder or joining a scrappy startup, experience a day in the life of the jobs you want. This is the Experience a Day in the Life podcast. Welcome to part one in the two-part, not accidental series. In this episode, we're going to experience a day in the life, hour by hour, of Dr. Alex Vasserman, a private practice dentist in New York City, so you can decide if this is a career you can see yourself doing. The dentist isn't everyone's idea of a good time, but you'll see how Dr. Vasserman goes to great lengths to make sure his patients are taken care of and feel right at home. Let's get right into the day.
2: Dr. Alex wakes up and is out the door by 7.45 a.m. He then walks across Central Park over to his office that's on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. To no surprise, Dr. Alex is a podcast lover and listens to all the latest episodes on his walk to work. Today on the agenda, Dr. Alex is seeing multiple patients, making progress on an Invisalign case, attending not one but two emergency cases, and going over inventory. Let's meet Dr. Vasserman and continue on with the day as a private practice dentist.
1: You said you listen to dental podcasts. How important is it to stay informed as much as possible? And what are other measures that you take to keep up with the times, I guess?
0: I can't imagine not staying on top because technology is changing so quick. We're not doing the same dentistry today as we were doing in the 90s. It's crazy, right? And then we're not gonna be doing the same dentistry in 2022 as we're doing now. So that gap is becoming smaller and smaller. So if you're not on your new techniques, your technology, your development, you're gonna be that old guy that's still doing the silver fillings, you know? So continuing education is incredibly important. So crucial to my craft to know how to use the best, the latest.
1: So now it's 8.30 and Alex arrives at the office. Before he sees his first patient, he huddles up with his small but mighty staff to go over the schedule for the day. What are the most common procedures that you do per day?
0: Wow. It's, I, it's so uh, restorative work, I would say, is my bread and butter. Fillings, crowns. Think of a crown as a, as a veneer that goes 360 degrees around the tooth. A veneer is something just goes on on the outside to improve aesthetics and the structure of the outside. Crowns, veneers, composites are really my bread and butter.
2: The first patient of the day arrives at 9 a.m. sharp. This appointment was booked last night after office hours, so they have to finesse the scheduling a little to accommodate.
0: So it was an emergency. She broke a tooth. We talked about restoring it with various materials in this situation. I think she's going to be doing a veneer. Think of a veneer as a new layer of enamel, right? So sometimes teeth get worn out either due to trauma, wear, discoloration. Think of it as you're getting very thin layer of porcelain to replace the enamel.
2: Stupid question. No such Can thing. Can you describe enamel? Sure. What
0: that is. The enamel I is I hear the, it on commercials. 100%. There's, there's two primary layers to the tooth. Okay. There's the inside layer and the outside layer. Outside layer is like hard and white and what you see when someone smiles. Replacing, sometimes they get beat up over time, worn. What you do is you're basically replacing and it. it's like the siding on the house.
2: So this was an emergency. Was it like a rush into the office and they you didn't know they were coming or like how, how does that work out?
0: Typically what we do is my cell phone is always available on the outgoing message, and on the email. This patient called the office after hours. She broke the tooth at around 8 or 9 p.m. earlier that night. She called my cell phone. I have the ability to check my schedule remotely. I picked up the phone. I talked her through it. I said, let's open up the office first thing in the morning, and I was able to see her then.
1: So what if for this on the schedule that's already set in stone, you had a 9 a.m. appointment, what would you do in that?
0: Great question. I have more than one room. So while I'm taking care of one patient, sometimes it takes me an hour to an hour and a half to do one procedure. There's time where we're waiting for the anesthesia to set anyways. At that point, I can go next door and see what the emergency is. And that does happen or what we typically do if it's someone that's understanding, we could give them the call in the morning and say, do you mind coming in 20 minutes later? We have an emergency. And that's where coffee cards are great. Awesome. But we there can say go. if you do you want to go get a cup of coffee or do you want, you know, and sometimes people are understanding and sometimes they're, you know, we can multitask.
1: At 10 a.m., Alex has a three hour appointment scheduled with a patient that's in need of restoration work.
0: Her front teeth were her main concern. She's a chef at a really important high-end restaurant. Her teeth basically got destroyed Not destroyed, but they got worn away. She used to eat a lot of limes and lemons. The front of her teeth were really dark and destroyed and kind of beaten up. So we were able to restore her front teeth, and she was super ecstatic. You mentioned, like, acidic fruits, right? Yeah.
2: What are other foods that, like, will do that to your teeth?
0: Uh, Acid is typically the worst. So things like soda, really destructive to teeth. Sugar, soda, it's more... So sugar... Causes the bacteria to create the acid that breaks down the teeth. Sugar feeds the bacteria. Gotcha. So it's gotcha. not the sugar, it's the bacteria yeah, that okay. causes the acid to be produced by the bacteria. And that acid is what erodes your teeth. So acidic things tend to break down teeth. In her case, she would take a piece of lime and just like chew on it and hold it there, right? So in her situation, we were able to restore her teeth. There's other people that, you know, they're habitual coffee drinkers. That typically won't erode your teeth, it will simply discolor it. Smokers have discolored teeth, right?
2: Yeah, I was going to ask specifically about coffee.
0: I yeah, out of coffee. <laughs> coffee is acidic, <laughs> but I don't see the same type of destruction At 1 p.m., Alex meets with a
2: patient to restore his implant he placed a while back.
0: She's a rock climber and broke a tooth, and we restored. We placed the implant about six months ago, and now we restored it, so she got her tooth back.
2: So when she breaks a tooth, is this thing in, like, half, and she doesn't have the other half? Or is it, like, a chip, or...?
0: Depends on how you break it. In her situation, it became really painful, and she didn't know why. So when she came in... I had to Uh, diagnose and say, you know, you have a fracture in that tooth. That's why it hurts so bad. Unfortunately, we have to take that out. Sometimes people break, especially the front teeth. In an accident, that's more of a fracture where it completely breaks off. The back teeth sometimes won't tell you that they're broken, except that they become incredibly painful. So you have lunch at 2. Yes, 2 p.m.
2: is a late lunch,
0: especially getting in at 8.30, right? Yeah, what we do is we cater to the people who are at lunch going to the dentist. So that's why the 12 and the 1 slot is really popular slot because people can run on their lunch break and see the dentist get their cleaning or get their procedure done. That's why I take it at 2. And that's when I take my time to... Make my phone calls. I call patients to see how they're doing from previous procedures from the day before, or I go over certain paperwork, et cetera. But I do try to take an hour, decompress, center myself.
2: I I love the uh, like the personal touches that you're putting on all this. You're um,
0: calling these patients afterwards all the time That's really cool. All right? patients have my cell phone number; they can text me.
1: At 2.45, Alex shuts the lights off, puts on some rain sounds, and meditates for about 10 to 15 minutes. Alex likes to do this in the middle of the day to center himself so he can take on the rest of his day. So it's 3 p.m. and you started an Invisalign case. I want to hear all about Invisalign. Sure. Because when is it that you would recommend Invisalign versus braces? And, you know, what's the process?
0: Good question. So Invisalign is clear trays that are pre-programmed to move your teeth. Braces are wires, so they do the same thing as Invisalign does, but you could see it. Invisalign is virtually invisible, right? So it's a different way to move teeth. New Yorkers don't want to walk around with wires on their front, with brackets on their front teeth. So the treatment of choice for adults is always going to be Invisalign. You could treat some adolescents and and teenagers with Invisalign, the issue is that a lot of them are not going to be compliant. Why? Mm. Because they're going to be taking, you have the ability to take off the Yeah. So that's why for, you know, teenagers, the the old method, older method of um, brackets is still the preferred method. But Invisalign, majority of the cases, Invisalign can do the same thing as wires can.
2: Is is Invisalign a one brand or is it just like a generic? There's a bunch of different Invisalign brands.
0: Great question. It's it's Invisalign, basically heads. They're the f- at the forefront of of clear braces technology. The clear trays. There's other companies that provide clear trays, but Invisalign has a lot of patents and propri- proprietary plastics that other companies cannot use. So although the, although there's other companies like Smile Direct Club, I don't know if you've seen commercials, Clear Correct is another company, they basically are moving teeth using clear trays. However, Invisalign is at the forefront of that. So Invisalign not only 3D prints these trays that are Mm -hmm. pre-programmed to move your teeth, but they also provide the software for the dentist to choose where they're moving teeth. So Invisalign doesn't decide where to put your teeth, I do. But I use their software, and once the software is used to pre-program where your teeth go, then they 3D print the trays Every tray is a little bit different, so it moves your teeth to a certain position that I, as a dentist or an orthodontist, predetermined.
2: Do they provide you with that software yes. for free? Or Yeah. For okay. de- yeah, cool. You
0: have to take an initial course, okay. and then they give you the software. Cool. You sign up, and then, yeah, they want you to use their yeah, product, exactly. right?
2: It's now 3.30 and another emergency appointment for Dr. Alex. This patient was experiencing severe pain on her tooth that a crown was
0: placed on patient developed a large cavity that got into their nerve and they had a lot of pain, throbbing. The patient, I remember, was very concerned about money. They had insurance, but they weren't sure. So Corey called their insurance company, got the breakdown, was able to predetermine what they were going to cover, what they weren't going to cover. And it's funny when someone's in pain, they still have a concern about cost right, right. so yeah. it's
1: some people just rough it
0: yeah you know? you know so it's I'm in tremendous amount of pain but I want to know how much mo- but and when it comes to making sure that we could fit it into our patient's budget we have to provide various treatments right we have to say well you could save this tooth but it's going to cost you this amount of money or we could take this tooth out mm-hmm. and it's going to be significantly cheaper right so those are the sorts so you
2: work so if, if someone can't afford things, you can make do.
0: I will, can always get them out of pain, no matter what. We can give them antibiotics and painkillers. We can. There's always a way to get someone out of pain. It's just, will they end up keeping this tooth and what it will cost mm-hmm. you to keep that tooth? That's the question.
1: 4 p.m., Alex has a consultation appointment with a man who hasn't been to the dentist in 20 to 30
0: years. So when someone comes in and they have a lot of issues, right? They've been neglecting their teeth for many, many years. Life gets in the way, right? A lot of people like that? You'd be surprised, okay. yeah. Well, maybe you wouldn't be. I don't know. I <laughs> do yeah. think
1: I'm one of those people. Well, it's been like a year.
0: That's. <laughs> that we're talking lot? about 20 to 30 oh, years wow. of of never oh. seeing a dentist, never going to the, having a fear of dentist. The fear is real. The fear is so real. And 20, 30 years of putting it off, putting it off, you know, maybe going and getting a tooth out and then maybe having some kind of dentistry to patch something and get them out of pain. And then another 15 years goes by. Life gets in a way, right? No one wants to go to so, So all of a sudden you see these patients who, are in their 50s or in their 60s and now they're it it just caught up to them right and now it's time to deal with it right the you can't enjoy a meal you know painful can't can't eat steak embarrassed to smile in a photograph you know and and sometimes they sit there and they start crying right because it's it's been uh it's been a lifetime thing that's oh you know now it's time to deal with it so this particular page, and it's not easy to discuss what the needs are and what, what you know. So, you have to see what is their chief complaint, right? Is it the fact that they're, they they don't like the way that they look in photographs, or is it a painful to, or is it just the inability to chew, or a do combo you, of all of those, or a yeah. combo? And do you want to fix one thing? Do you want to fix everything? What am I? So, sometimes it takes many, many visits to come up with a plan, it's just a construction or anything like that. You know, you can fix one room, you can do a paint job, or you can knock the whole house down. And, you know, so you have to see what it is that the patient needs and wants and how I can do that for them with with many things in mind, like budget, like how many appointments, how many visits, how much time is it going to take? So it's a lot of, uh, you know, it's a lot of... Uh, back and forth and this four o'clock patient was one of them you know this is like 20 30 years of neglect he's an older guy he's in his late 60s and now he has to do something right because he still has 20 30 years left,
2: so it seems to me that you are using
0: the psychology
2: degree or major a little bit, right? Uh, there you go, <laughs> uh, maybe it's a, little in a little bit, a little bit, a little bit,
0: but honestly, it just comes down to listening to someone, yeah. right, and and seeing where they're coming from and what I can do to help. So, you're putting a
2: presentation together, you said, yeah. right? What is, what is that presentation? Is it like slideshows, or yeah.
0: okay? So what I do when it comes to these big cases that are very complicated because you can. Restore certain teeth with various procedures, right? Some of them could be more expensive or less expensive than others. So what I do is I my initial exam is we take photographs of all the teeth, right? We photograph from various angles, both portrait shots, up close smiles, and inside the mouth as well using mirrors and retractors. Then it kind of we also take study models where I take a copy of your te- teeth. Corey looks. Our manager, Corey, looks into insurance and benefits and and cost options and maybe using financing, etc., because some of these cases could be very expensive. And then I take my time and I sit and I come up with various different plans. When the patient is at home, when they're away, and I look at both the study models and the pictures and I come up with a keynote of different possibilities and almost use that digital design to show them what it could look like and how I could get there. So it's almost like like an architect can show a final outcome before they build the building. This is my way of doing that.
2: At 5 p.m., Alex meets with yet another patient to replace two fillings of hers, but not without the fun stuff.
0: Yep, replacing silver fillings, incredibly anxious. We gave her Xanax about an hour before. It, a lot of the times takes off the edge plus nitrous. She likes Alanis Morissette. So we put the, who doesn't. Man. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, isn't it ironic? Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> and, uh, so we put like her MTV unplugged album, on, you know, oh, and, cool. and so she was high in nitrous and Xanax. And oh, it God. went by Amazing. very quickly. So a lot of the times, you know, it's, it's, Experience of going to the dentist. Right? So is
2: that your normal procedure for uh, calming people down? Do you see a lot of nervous people in there?
0: Well, right at the initial interview consultation, someone that's very anxious is going to tell you, "Look, I'm a, I, I don't want to be here. I'm, I had awful experience as a kid, and that." you know, makes me want to help them by, you know, being able to create the type of experience where they will want to come back. And I could basically sort of tell them, you know what, that experience was your old experience. This is different. We're looking at, we've got Alanis (laughs) (laughs) Morrison.
1: We're rocking out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So
1: she seemed to be very like compliant and was like down with you know what you were prescribing her and like making her comfortable and stuff has there ever been a time where you've had like a super hostile patient like when you're doing treatments and stuff like that and how did you deal
0: um, with that you know residency i saw some hostility you do your best you know you speak to them i treated a patient at a prison in in under in undergrad And this guy was a lifer. Uh, This is like a rotation. And that was incredibly hostile. This guy was shackled. And he came in and he said, if you stick me with that uh, needle, I'll I'll kill, like, all this stuff. So I started talking to him. And I'm like, where are you from? It turns out he was from Greenpoint, right? Uh, (laughs) He's from, right? And this is in Boston. And I'm like, and at the time, I was going back and forth. So I knew the area. And I started, oh, where? He's like, Oh, I grew up near the boarhead factor. So all of a sudden, I connected him. Wow. He let me take out the tooth. You manage, you talk to them, you see what's going on. And at the end of the day, if they don't want to be helped, what what am I going right, to do? Exactly. Right. Um, uh, most of the hostility typically comes from the insurance end. They're hostile because they got an unexpected bill or because the insurance didn't cover something or because we quoted a certain... Price that the insurance was going to pay, and it ended up being something different. So that's where ninety-nine percent of the hostility comes from. Gotcha.
2: I've been in that situation before, where it just hits you, and you're like, "What? They told me it was going to be two grand. Now it's four grand. What's going on?" So this is
0: this is the big challenge. This is more of a bigger challenge than dentistry. Mm. Gotcha. It's the insurance and the financial world.
2: Would Would you agree? I don't. I don't know if uh, you have any say on this but like third party payers I mean that jacks up the prices for
0: anything especially I, if you miss I, a payment yeah I mean so that's how they get you know in my office that, so to do that I to be able to help a lot of people who can't afford dentistry or isn't in their budget at that point I created a finance free payment plan so even if it's two years I want to make you able to afford dentistry so like the patient that broke her tooth, the rock climber, I mean, she works at the local gym. She teaches rock climbing, you know, an implant crown and an implant. It's like $5,000, right? We, we spread her payments over three years, I think, right? So she's coming up with like a few hundred bucks a month. It's an extra cell phone bill. And I think most people could do that in New York City, Yeah. right? So yeah, I got rid of the third party.
1: It's nice that there are dentists like Alex that are willing to work with you, even if your insurance company won't. Dr. Basserman told us that a disruption in the dental industry is, to no surprise, the insurance companies.
0: A huge issue is the fact that for some reason, the insurance world doesn't consider dentistry and medicine the same thing. So dental insurance and medical insurance are totally different things, and people think that they have insurance but it's really not insurance it's more like a gift card I'm not going to bore you with the details but basically there's no such thing as dental coverage except for your routine care in this country right and that I think people think that they have it and then they get to an office expecting oh you know I had Trauma or accidents or whatever it is, you know, I have insurance. Well, now it's our job to tell them, you don't, right? And and you have to come up with, you know, money to pay for your dental treatment, and that's, and and that's a big disruption, right? Because if you're sick, and and you need medical care, you can go to a hospital, and most likely you can you can find some kind of care. Mm -hmm. It's very hard for dentistry because you can, go, you can go to clinics, you can go to residencies, but it's a major issue that's really not addressed enough.
2: Dr. Alex's next patient came in at 545 and had a clicking jaw that got stuck. That's not necessarily teeth, though. Then, right?
0: But or, it's in my but world. it is right? in your Who world? are okay. you going to go if your jaw is stuck? E- exactly. Right, yeah. You calling your dentist? Right? And you don't think of that, right? I mean, it's connected, yeah. right? It's still my realm—the jaw joint, the muscles, the teeth. That's still me. Her jaw got stuck, and there's various exercises that I can do with them, like right there at the chair, to get it unstuck. And we did. I wanted to figure out not only how to help her, but why did that happen? right that the goal is to answer why did that why does your jaw hurt all the time and and wh- you know how do we make sure that it doesn't happen again
1: after treating the last patient of the day, Alex usually stays after everyone leaves at 6 to go over inventory, pay bills, review cases, and answer emails. You know, admin stuff like that. He's got to keep the lights on and make sure the office is stacked with Q tips, swabs, compression material, you know, dentist stuff. On this particular day, he was out by 7 p.m. So it's 6 o'clock.
2: This is where the business kind yes. of side comes yeah. in, right? And you
1: stop seeing patients at this point? Or, uh, or do you, are so you certain, flexible with that?
0: If we have a true dental emergency, the thing is I can't keep my staff for a really long time and say, you know, if it's a true dental emergency and it's past six o'clock and it's once in a while, my staff will stay to treat, to, to get someone on But usually they go and and I stick around and go over the, the phone calls and answered emails
2: Today, Alex was home by 7:30, and work is always a topic of discussion at home with his wife, who is also a dentist. She's actually in her orthodontic residency, so they've got plenty to talk about. They love to bounce ideas off of each other and solve problems related to dentistry.
0: We both love it, so it's like, oh my god, I did this and I did, oh yeah, and I'm doing this, and you know, so it's never like uh, oh. I can't believe that this happened. You know, it's always Listen like the play, day I had yeah. never like, like that. You know, it's like, um, yeah, so it's it's I don't mind bringing it home. And I'm actually really happy that I'm married to a dentist because she understands what I'm doing and I could bounce ideas off of her.
1: So you just experienced a day in the life of a dentist. But how does one actually become a dentist, much less a private practice dentist in part two of the not accidental series join us as we go through dr vasserman's career journey and experiences leading up to where he is today alex was born into a family of dentists and surgeons but wasn't sure at the time if he wanted to go to med school or dental school you obviously know what he decided but you'll find out how he decided it stay tuned
2: at Experience a Day in the Life, we're building an online library of content all focused on a diddle or a day in the life of different jobs and professions across the world in all different industries. So if you want to share your a diddle, you can do so at xadiddle.com slash share dash my dash a diddle. That's xaditl.com slash share dash my dash a
1: Thanks for listening. Head over to xadiddle.com. That's xaditl.com. There you can find the show notes for this series and more A Day in the Life articles. And you can get to know us and our guests more by joining our communities on social media. Follow at xadiddle on Instagram and on LinkedIn by searching for Krista Poe and Matt with one T Poe. If you
2: learned something in this episode, please take some time to help our mission by leaving a positive rating and review of the show. Each week, we bring you a new interview series with guests from different jobs and different industries. In each series, we'll live a specific day in the life, hour by hour, and experience their career journey. So don't forget to subscribe.